From Orms, this is Orms Air, where we unpack and investigate the compelling questions at the forefront of our creative community's consciousness. Joined by the artists, photographers, and creators brave enough to step up to the mic and join us in discussion. Hello and welcome to Orms Air, the Orms podcast. This week, things are slightly different. This episode is hosted by Lauren Tennyson, the Orms Cape Town School photography lecturer, curator and artist in her own right. She hosts Yonella Makoba, Orms Circle artist of 2019. Join the conversation as Yonella talks us through her experience of the inaugural Orms Circle mentorship program, her growth as an artist and life after. The reason why I was wanting to, I suppose, we wanted to have a conversation together just to, like, look, we we are just about launched the new uh, program for the call to participation for the um, latest Warm Circle Mentorship Program, and recognizing that you are a mentor on the program that we're um, bringing in for this year um, and going forward. Um, wanting to just catch up with you to see, you know, um, and I suppose also then introduce you to everybody uh, once more um, so that we can see, you know, who are you? (laughs) What do you make? uh, What kind of came out of the program for you? And um, even that as a kind of little excerpt from your career as an artist, because you were making work before, you had many kind of successful uh, collaborations and and artistic productions um, before the residency, um, sorry, the the mentorship program. During the mentorship program, you, you know, met a couple of people, you uh, had a space to kind of create work in, and then you went on to have an exhibition and certain things have come uh, past from that. But there's a lot more, I think, that one takes from the experience of a mentorship program that goes a little bit beyond, um, you know, the the term of that program. So I think this is just a space to open that kind of conversation up and to also be able to share with people who are thinking of applying for this year's program to see, you know, um, should I take the leap? Is it worth it? What are the kind of pain points that come with working through a process in a very short space of time? Because it is an amazing thing to do as an artist to, you know, you you get a thing, then you have to produce some stuff and then you put it up for people to see, which is really you exposing yourself to the world and and not just through the artwork, but, you know, the artwork becomes a translation of you, you know? So, yeah, I think before we get and dive into Uh all of that kind of stuff, I think it's useful for you uh, to kind of just uh, go through an introduction of yourself and then we can speak a little bit more. But before I think you do that, I think I should also just introduce myself because I haven't done that yet. Um, I am Lauren Tennyson. I am an artist and a lecturer at the Orms Cape Town School of Photography and alongside Yonela and Lacheto from the Rocket Photo Workshop um, and Yonela being a mentor on this year's Orm Circle Mentorship Program, as well as the artist from last year's Orm Circle Mentorship Program. We are going to be working together um, on this program. And yeah, I think from there, would you like to introduce yourself? I am Yonela Makoba. I am a multidisciplinary artist, if I may say. Uh, <laughs> and 
I will be one of the mentors for this year's Film Circle presidency. Um, I was also the recipient of the Own Circle residency last year. Um, so yeah, that's me in a nutshell. I am currently working with photography, sculpture, and performance art. Mm. Uh, um, in performance art, I'm dealing with Buto, a Japanese dance form Can you- um, that I learned a few years ago that I'm still working out things with. Um, yeah, I. but I'm also just the type of person that will pick up a new thing as I go along. I feel like I am an artist in production. I'm, I don't actually, I haven't stuck to one thing because I would like to explore as much as I can. So that's what I mean by an interdisciplinary. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I think it's a thing of... You know, I think people are very fixated with the idea that an artist is someone who is very medium-specific because I think that that is maybe in an older tradition of thinking about um, about artists and makers that you specialize into a very specific craft or skill. But I think something that does tend to happen is that, you know, as you, you, know, as you move along and experience, um, I suppose, working through a process... Um, as it kind of comes from being and uh, working through uh, toward creating a, a you know a, a final product or thing, is that the product or thing is not actually what you're working yeah. on, um, and the medium in and of itself uh, becomes a way for you to uh, process your thoughts and ideas as one, but then it is also a thing to recognize that um, the what you use to translate those thoughts or ideas into a final artwork is something that comes with the territory of what you're thinking about and what questions you're asking. So yeah. I know, do you want to, I think this is a quite a yeah. nice way for us to have a segue onto your kind of uh, proposal for the work you wanted to go into the program um, in 2019 for making and what kinds of things you ended up doing and it'll, um, you know, we can start maybe talking a little bit around um, some of the ways that you you arrived at your final kind of answers. What I what I proposed was yes. different from what actually happened. <laughs> <laughs> so that tends to happen, to, okay, though. I so I mean, it. yeah, yeah. You don't have to read it word for word, yeah, but I, I think it's quite nice to just see. You know, I started off in the you know the very short time that it was you wanting to make X. Yeah. yeah. So when I applied for the residency. My application was titled Tanji Praise for Tabula Rasa. I knew from the beginning, even when I was applying, that I wanted to to go through or to like work through all the things that I, all the labels, all the all the borders, all the boundaries that I felt were hindering me from from something. I, I didn't actually know. I still don't know what that something is, mm. but I was very interested in how to get rid of these boundaries, of these labels, of these, you know, systems that are very real in my life and in the lives of other people. But I, I, I felt it very important that I look to myself and I look to my own struggles and I look to the things that I feel limits me and, you know, box me in. Mm. Instead of 
looking into like a bigger conversation and all of that because I was like I can only I, I can only speak majority because it's me. Um, but the the guiding statements of my initial um, proposal were were guided by I at, at every single point when I felt like this is a boundary, I would write a phrase about it just to just to make it just to make it feel or just to give it words, right? Mm-hmm. And I remember I was. I can't swim, and I remember just thinking that is such a like a that is such a limitation, right? And I remember, and I once in a while I'll go into the bath and I'll like submerge myself in water and try to like learn how to breathe. Mm-hmm. And I've been trying to like you know keep my breath long enough underwater that I maybe can brave the water itself, like huge pool. Mm-hmm. But I used to like then I wrote that. Learning how to breathe underwater. This particular limitation is embarrassing, mm. and and I would feel certain like feelings about having to support people when I myself aren't in a space where I can really support people. Mm. And I and I would say, you know, pouring from an empty cup. This particular limitation is draining. You know, so I would go through all the different feelings and all these things that I was feeling were limitations and I would write a little phrase for it. And that's basically what I submitted for the for my application. I was just very honest with my journey, where I find myself and the types of themes and the types of things that I wanted to explore and work through. Um, I I felt it necessary for myself to begin there because begin with the things that stopped me from being the person that I know I can be, but somehow you know not being able to because of these things. Um, but when I got into the residency, uh, I then started trying to. It was such a hard transition, right? I had written down these things, mm-hmm. right? I've written down its phrases and I've written down this intention. I'd written, and I knew what I wanted to explore. I knew I wanted to explore, you know, unraveling of, of like things within me that are, and it's not just like things, it's like ideas, it's emotions, it's, you know, I am, because of this type, I'm I am this person, and these people do these types of things, mm-hmm. type energy, and I knew I had to like go into that and try to figure out an exhibition out of that, <laughs> right? And try to figure out something out of that. And I, I for the first few, for the first month, I was completely confused. I didn't even know how to start, what to do. As much as I had spoken and spoken, every single time I'd meet people and meet my mentors, I would speak about what I want. But on the ground, at home, when I went to, you know, where when I went anywhere, I was still trying to figure out what the hell I'm doing. Yeah. Because it was, it, yeah, it wasn't as easy as I thought it would be. I just, <laughs> I just felt like, oh, okay, 
I said I wanted to do this thing, but how do I begin? Yes. Um, how do I begin, you know, doing this thing? And also what, what will, you know, clean slate look like for me? Also knowing that as much as I can seek and search and explore the idea of a clean slate, I still walk on the street and I'm still perceived black, queer, short, da 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 all the different things that I'm trying to, you know, rid myself of. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I found myself in a very tricky situation because I could not imagine that thing, that world outside of my everyday reality. Yes. And so, but what I, rec- but what I reconciled was that the first place that I would have to work from is confronting fear. Yeah. Um, confronting fear, you know, in, in, in many different ways. And, and it was like a very tough period, right? Because it was just after um, Winene was, was, you know, you know what happened, yes. you know? And it was just after Winene's situation and, and and also the the wave that followed that, I was so scared. I was scared to walk out of the house. I was scared to I was scared to be alone. I was scared to I was just scared, mm. right? And I felt and I felt that I needed to rid myself of fear above all things in that period in that first month. And so I did a I did really I mean a series of exercises just testing my my levels of fear or breaking certain certain things right mm. and so I remember this one night and I'm not going to tell all the things because I can speak and never shut up <laughs> um, I remember one night I went out during load shedding and and I danced for an hour under basically in like a river you know the the um, least big river. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So I went there during low shedding and I danced and I closed my eyes and I danced and I did water for an hour. And at first I was scared. I was so scared. But then I had to tell, I had to remind myself that I deserve to be able to do the thing that makes me happy anyway, mm. that I deserve to be outside, that I deserve to be alive, just like other people are alive, you know, and that people like me also have the right to, you know, we can't be told to be indoors by six o'clock. We can't be told to not walk alone. We can't be told not to do this. Like, it was just like, it was at a point where it was ridiculous that I felt the most unfair thing to exist in that time. And I mean, it existed in the world. But at the same time, I was like, next two, three months, I need not to be fearful about where I can go, you know, and not where I can go physically, but like in terms of exploring this, I need not to be afraid. And I need not to be afraid to say, I don't like that image. I like this one. I need not to be afraid to say, actually, this, is the price whether people like it whether it's going to be bought or not mm-hmm. this is what I feel is worth this work I just needed to at least feel 
feel beneath so that I can take that fearlessness and run with it. Mm. So that was like the first month and the first month was the most important because it, it dealt with my with my mental health and my mental strength and what was happening to me mentally. Mm. Um because I needed to first, in my mind, decide I will do this and I can do this. Yes. And because it was, it's also something that I've never done, Lauren. I, as much as I've been creating for a while, mm. to set time apart to focus on one thing for for more than a month, a week, you know, yeah, a, a few weeks. It's it. It was it was requiring a lot from me, mm. and so yeah, that was. I don't know if I answered the question properly, but I just <laughs> ran with what I was feeling. No, I think you um, you raised an, a, a incredible <laughs> amount of points throughout what you just stated. I think, um, I mean, it, it it touches on a number of things. I think the the one thing that you pointed out was, you know, you you applied for this thing and then you were in it. Um, and then what it meant to be in it maybe wasn't yeah. what you had originally jotted down or you didn't know what it was to be in this program when you initially, um, you know, wrote it on paper. Because on yeah. paper, when everything's kind of set out and you've drawn up your own kind of list of things and the way that you're going to kind of, you know, tackle this thing, you know, it's, it's you know, it's a couple of points on paper. I'm going to I'm just quickly deal with my fears, you know, just there it is. <laughs> Yeah. And then and then you you sit with it and you're like yeah, literally. Oh my goodness. You know and I think that's a thing that people don't necessarily understand or get it. They see, you know, at the end, you know, in terms of a, a resultant uh, piece that then describes and uh, really starts to in some ways illustrate the the very processes and struggles that you were working through. It didn't come out, you know, from from you saying this this is exactly the 100% of thing that I'm going to make. From the very beginning, I think something that you've described that is in, um, really important yeah. is the fact that, you know, this entire process ends up being just that a process. And you come into the program with a yeah. very specific idea of what you think you're going to be working through. And then you arrive and, you know, it, this is not a, a something that you're working on as a, a quick little side project. The project is this. And uh, it, it yeah. demands a lot from yeah. you. It, it demands, as you've described, a lot of introspection and also being very willing to be open with yourself, be open with the people that are around to help and support you, um, to be open yeah. with, like, you know, in, in terms of the, the, the work that you were making specifically, you know, you're, you're grappling with incredibly personal things. Um, and I think it, it takes yeah. a lot in, a, in character to kind of really, really move through that. And um, I think, you know, one thing that this program does give you is, you know, definitely a physical space and studio and equipment. But, you know, the thing that you bring to the table is yourself. You are the most um, valuable piece yeah. of material that is then given space to, I suppose, explode explode <laughs> i don't know where that weird pronunciation came mm. from and mm. explore yeah. and to <laughs> move within your own like length and breadth and depth to to really see you know what is it that that is at its core causing you you know the the crisis at hand i guess um and i think part of what you said and described in in terms of the work that you finally arrived at is that you know in in some ways they were the full stop and final pieces that came out of the very intensive um, program that you were a part of but they are by no means the end or full stop mm. of the investigation that you're doing 
which is, you know, as, as many yeah. artists going yeah. forward will see is that, you know, the process and on artistic practice is something that continues indefinitely. Um, people are working on bodies of work continuously mm. and it's only these little kind of nuggets along the way that become offerings for other people to share in those processes and to maybe be able to find yeah, some yeah. form of, yeah. you know, um, a semblance to their own experience. And I, I think, you know, the part of the work of artists is not just to create work for sale. That's a, a byproduct of the process to keep things going. But, you know, the real investigation mm. is tackling the human experience and, and making some kind of archetypal material that helps yeah. to document that along the way. Because something you learn quite quickly is that um, whilst your experience is extremely unique to you and you grapple with it in your own ways through your own, um, I suppose, uh, stake in the space and especially, you know, in the South African Cape Tonian space that is a very specific one in some mm. ways. There's also a lot of things that become a um a you know, a more like national um and then continental and then global um I think thing that people are grappling with. Um and by being able to grapple with your own self in a very specific way and knowing exactly for yourself what questions you would like to ask and grapple with those questions become something that can be accessible on a global scale. Um, so I think, yeah, it's you. You've definitely touched on a lot, and <laughs> without even meaning to, I think sometimes, sometimes <laughs> moving around the question is exactly how you deal with the question. You you suss it out, yeah. you <laughs> you unpick it, and then you you know I'm you offer something else back. <laughs> yeah, no, but that's exactly how we do it. That's how conversations work. How boring would it be? It's like, oh, you know, what what's your work about? Um, you know, that's X, Y, Z. Yeah, but also I think that sometimes the 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 very, uh, like sometimes oversimplifying things down into, uh, you know, very specific words or definitions can become destructive because it overdefines what the work is. Um, so whilst it's yeah. nice to give someone yeah. access into the, the general kind of umbrella of where you're working around, I think the way that you described it mm. was, yeah, wholesome. We're going to take a quick break and hydrate, but while we do that, you can help us make our creative community bigger by spreading the word and sharing Orm's air with your community. We'd love to have you join the discussion and make your voice heard by DMing, inboxing, tweeting, emailing, or even carrier pigeoning your most burning creative thoughts, questions, and wonderings. Go on. You know you want to. You initially started off uh, now kind of describing what the first month was for you um, in relation to a kind of getting ready and preparation of yourself um, to kind of move forward through a process and kind of accepting that this was the, the kind of, um, yeah, like I suppose looking inwardly, allowing yourself time to process and rest and then kind of picking up your tools in order to kind of move forward. So from from that initial like processing point, where did the process lead? After after the first month of just thinking and really thinking about thinking, taking a long a lot of walks, just thinking some more and being really frustrated, um, but also just being like, okay, cool, how do I do this? The, the next month, which was like November, mm. um, in in November, maybe also like part of December, I started, 
I started revisiting certain certain things. So I I keep a journal every year, and when I in twenty nineteen, yeah, the beginning of twenty nineteen, I had written a few things in like January about like if I were ever to make a sculpture, I would do this. And, like, that was really, like, me dreaming big. I was like, oh, I'll do this. And so then I started going back to things I wanted to do and just to see if, like, if those things weren't applicable for the time that I was in then. So then I I, 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 I started going back, reading all my journals, and I found that, like, so many, of the so many of my the things that ended up being the final product if one would say um, where I started taking all those old notes and trying to do what I've been working on and at the same time an interesting situation because I've never had a studio before and so in real in real life I felt like an artist <laughs> I walked in and I was like oh my god I am an artist, darling. <laughs> um, and that was amazing. <laughs> I can't lie. That was great. I was like, oh, shit. I am an artist. It was very, it was very like the 13-year-old me clapping, being like, what is this, this? You know, it was very cute. So I was saying that the minute I walked into the studio, I... I knew that I had to set the intentions for the studio or my intentions in that space. And um, I just remembered, you know, things that my mother had taught me about when you enter a new place that you are going to, like, be in for a while. You need to just pray and you need to just, like, really kind of introduce yourself into the space. Mm -hmm. And so I remember the first day I... I went, I went from the, the, the door and I, and I lit in the airport and I just was everywhere, just, just basically like welcoming myself into the space and also just being like, oh, I'm here, I'm about to do some, you know, cute, not cute, dope shit, you know, I don't know, but I'm just, yeah, you know, and I, and I did that whole process and I, and I, and I remember I was like, okay, cool, let me film this. And I did like a, a buto session of thought which which I mean which came full circle because at the exhibition night I did a brutal procession as well mm. so it was like a very cute closing of chapter but anyway that is me moving too fast into the future so <laughs> yeah I walked into the space and the space was just like big and something that I'd never had before and that was really exciting and I think being in the space helped my energy and my concentration like because I, I then became tunnel vision then I knew in that space I work in that space you know it was very it was very good to focus it was very good for I know when I'm in this space I'm thinking about this thing mm -hmm. I know on my way to the space I'm preparing myself to enter into the space so that I can make the parts to be done it was very it was like it was a very important thing to me and also because when I leave this space and I leave this space and I go home and I'm my sister's sister and I'm my brother's brother and we chill and it's, and I'm not 
you know, I'm not as frustrated because I don't take that thing at home. Mm-hmm. I don't take all my mental things at home. I leave them there. I go home, you know, I chill, I relax. And the next day I wake up and I do the same thing. It was very important for me. It was very important to me. Um, and during that time, I was also starting to plan for making of the sculpture. And and one one of the things that one of the things that happened was that I thought you see with the sculpture because I'd never done it ever ever in my life I knew I needed people so then that that situation about who to approach how to approach them what will I give them what will they get you know because at the end of the day this won't open as solo exhibition and friends it will be you know and so I, I was I then went into the conversation about collaborating with people, the conversation about, you know, how to ask what engagement must happen before, you know, people come and assist and help you with your thing and what what does that all look like, you know? And I and I, I really and that was the same conversation that I was also thinking with the the imagery because even at this, as much as I would have loved to be the one who actually captures my images, I, I wasn't. You know, other people came. I had assistants. I had people who took the image. I had people who were do pressing the smoke machine. I had people who were holding my my garments. I had makeup. I had all of these different things. And and I mean, these were my friends and my family, but. I also understood that at the end of the day, it would be my thing and not our thing, you know. And so, in that space of being in the in in the studio, I started thinking about that, and I started thinking about how to approach people. What would be the engagement? And it was a really tough one. I mean, I remember once I was I was trying to do trying to take images of myself and. And they just look like selfies. Like some of them just look like selfies. And I was like, what the hell is this? And I freaked out. Yeah. And, and I was just like, oh my God. Like, I remember I was just on the floor crying because I was like, it's not going to work. This is not going to work out. And, and it, was, it was funny because I, I knew I had to approach people, but I just didn't want to. Because I thought it was unfair. I thought, this is not fair. Like, if people are going to... Because also, just like side note, like I, I, I normally work in the fashion industry and there's, you know, credits. Credits are important. Everyone must, you know, everyone's input must be, you know, seen and appreciated and all of that. And I fought for that and I fight for it still, right? And so when when now I was the one who was going to ask people's kids to do something for me, only for it to be me, I was like, what? Is this fair? I don't think it's fair, you know? And I was just like trying to grapple with how do people do it and how have people done it in the past and how do people do it now? I just, yeah, I was lost in 
thinking about that, you know. Mm. But I think as time went by, I asked people, I spoke, I spoke to people and I just really was very open about the fact that, hey, I'm working on my exhibition and firstly, the Gilly has no cash money to pay you. Would you be down to assist? And funny enough, and, and, and I mean, I'm very grateful for this, that so many people who are brilliant, who, who you know, in their own right, are amazing artists, just agreed to help me out. And I was just like, oh my God, like, I never thought it would be this simple. Because in my mind, I was like overthinking everything and they just wanted to help me. So that was like a very beautiful moment for me. And and then after that, it was just work, you know, because after I had assembled the team, it was now a thing of how, like, it was a thing of now let's stop production. And I, and I remember we started our production in December and the first day was a, tragedy it was it wasn't the cutest thing that ever happened um we started with the sculpture and i got hurt and i got two like i mean relatively deep scars on the side of on the side of my body um because i yeah i just i just i i couldn't feel my body after a while because i was standing for like three hours and we had to put the whole production on hold and I had to take two weeks to recover. Sure. And that for me was stressful and painful, but also it taught me to just allow and that I had time. And so, and so after, after the injury, I took some time and then it was Christmas time. So people, people left. It wasn't, you know, it was a very, quiet time which was good for me because then I could just rest Mm. and then I think on the 24th of December I we did a shoot with Jesse amazing person amazing photographer we did a shoot just to like just to get ready just to prep just to feel the feels just to be in the space and use the, the space for something and then after that shoot, I knew I was ready. I knew I was ready because the sculpture was also on the way. A lot of things were on the way. And it just felt like, it felt like I could do, I could do it, you know. Mm-hmm. Even though the sculpture took two, a month and a half to dry and to thicken and dry, it was, I mean, when I would go to the studio every single day just to put two layers of resin, and go home. After a few days, I was, I was starting to think that mm, this might not work. <laughs> but I was also just like, let's see, you know. Mm-hmm. I'll stop applying. Literally, I kept on being like, Jason would come in, Gemma would come in, they're like, Janela, how are you feeling? And I'm like, <laughs> it's okay, it's just fine, you know. Nothing looks like anything, but it's okay, <laughs> you know. And I would just, I I literally, I don't even know what made me so faithful that it was going to work. And I think also because um, the friend who was working with me on the sculpture was so calm, 
and mm. so determined that it was going to work. And because he had done it before and he, you know, studied sculpture, sculpture and all of that, I was like, okay, I put all my faith in you. And if you have faith, I have faith. Yes. And that's amazing. Mm. And yeah, it was just like, uh, he would just come in and be like, oh, babe, you're fine. It's going to be okay. And I literally would be like, mm, doesn't look fine, but all right. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And I watched it like a baby and I watched it. You know, I watched that sculpture. I would sit, um, I'd put heaters on because I needed it to be warm. It needed to be warm for it to dry. I would mm-hmm. put heaters on and I just, hours, just waiting. But it was like, listen to music. And I think, I remember one of the, one of the days that I was waiting for resin to dry. I started singing the song that I sang for the exhibition because I just, I just, for me, I was looking at the sculpture and I was like, this is amazing, you know, even if it doesn't work out, this is so amazing. I can't believe I'm doing this. Like, there were so many moments for me where I was just in, like, disbelief at what I was doing. Because I was like, um, babes, you're not qualified to do this, you know. In my mind, in my mind, there's there's that like, like some 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 judgmental Kelly that's chilling, being like, <laughs> what are you doing? Who do you think you are? <laughs> like, yeah, who do you me, think ma'am. you get are? Like, you don't you don't study for this. Oh yeah, get in your lane, sweetie. Like, go do what you study. You didn't steady for this you know and so that judgmental duty would come in and I but then it would be matched with this like grateful in all your Nella who is staring at things come to life and I and I just could not I could not shake how amazing that was for me because I was like what what so you can just do things because you like them. <laughs> that's incredible, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And so <laughs> that song came, and yeah, it was a hymn from like it was a hymn from I don't know which church, but it was just a hymn we used to sing when we were younger, mm. and it was so it was so timely, and it was it captured my feeling, and it captured what was happening during the time. So yeah, like just right after thinking and thinking, I started planning and then planning, you know, with actual, with an actual team and, and, and planning the different things. Mm. And I went straight into it because, I mean, when December hit, I knew I had no more time. <laughs> also. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I was just, I just started running, but it was, it was good. It was, it was good. It was good. Um, I've spoken a lot, so I'm going to give you some time to chat <laughs> and redirect me. No, no, all good. I like the, the... I, I know myself. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, the rambles are great because I think that you, you, you talk about a lot of important things, even though, you know, you do that whole circling around the question moment, but you do end up answering it through the circling. Um, <laughs> So yeah, it's like this weird thing, you know, okay. when you like you you write down a um, 
a on, in mind maps you like write down the word and then your pen goes round and round circling it and then like you know through drawing out all those multiple projections multiple projections it all becomes what that point is so i think that's what you end up doing um so it's useful. Mm. it is useful it's not it's not the it's not the straight up answer but you know that we'd established already that that's the boring way to do it so <laughs> all good um i think you know again yeah, yeah, important yeah, yeah. things were brought up um, the one thing that I just want to point out that you kind of mentioned without what well, you, you did kind of uh, edge toward it was that this process wasn't done alone, um, that it was a yeah. negotiation, both something that you had to negotiate with yourself, you know, in an internal space, as well as then being able to mm-hmm. say, actually, you know, sometimes the biggest thing to admit is not knowing. Um, and then from that, you can move toward a space of knowing and and being able to ask people that you love and respect. Yeah. You know, um, I think something that's beautiful in terms of the the space that you are in um, and the connections that you already hold and, you know, held through the um, program was the fact that, you know, you, you've, you've got a strong relationship with people that you respect in terms of their work and admire in terms of their skills and, you know, sometimes a a simple thing of asking somebody and saying listen this is my vision I don't know how to do it I know you do and I respect what you do would you be able to lend your advice on this thing or you know um you know bring your hands and we can make it together because I don't know how to describe the thing can you teach me your language is a really really amazing beautiful and powerful thing to do um I don't think there's enough of that happening and that thing of collaboration is extremely important I think you you said it very um well in terms of you know that that moment and space of negotiation that has to happen from the very beginning of defining the terms of what the relationship is knowing where you come from and saying uh, you know, yeah. in the same way as you negotiated the beginning of your entire process, this these are the challenges I'm facing. This is the pr- problem that I'm grappling with. I do not know how to solve X. Um, and I, I these are my resources that I, I hold within myself and that I've been given. But, you know, this is what you're coming with and how do we make sure that that happens? And sometimes, you know, the most beautiful thing is is that sometimes the exchange is all in the relationship and it doesn't have to become like yeah. always have to become a monetary thing because sometimes people are actually invested in helping you grow because through that process they're growing too. Um, and this is not to negate at all <laughs> that you shouldn't pay people because please, for the love of God, the, the creative industry needs money um, and needs support uh, both through you know through hands and through financials for people that we work with. But yeah. I think yeah. it is it is in a very personal front very. Um, great to build a personal connection of people that you can can you you can rely on and rely from support from um and you know you you are aware that you don't want to be taking advantage of people and i think people can respect that that's the place that it's coming from and you know the relationship will change in future where Mm -hmm. you are able to host bigger productions and you're asking for an investment essentially um and it's not like a long-term procedure of you constantly asking for work for free um, so I think, you know, it's that that's exactly the way that you handle the things in full honesty, all the terms laid down on the table and then people have the choice in that moment to say, yes, I'm happy to continue this relationship with you or no. And there can be respect in both answers, you know, because the, the terms on both sides were described. So um, yeah, yeah. It, it's a really important yeah. thing to do in practicing. Um, and 
I think, um, yeah, the next things that you raised was also around um, how you arrived at your final answers for some of your things, which was organically through, you know, through the process of making, through the process of continuously thinking and but but not just thinking, you know, there's a point at which thinking needs to turn into just just processing through action and through making and through, you know, you you bravely went and like built a whole sculpture even though you've had no like technical training on it before but it was became a feeling and you asked for advice from people that you you know know deal with this thing in general and you know that's like part of also the process I, I remember um during the process you were saying like oh yeah nothing is working you know what have I done you're like little girly that you said was standing in the the side corner saying yeah you don't deserve this stuff <laughs> you know <laughs> you faced her back <laughs> um but basically yeah there, there, there is always going to be that little like thing niggling at you at the side saying like you don't deserve to be here and another part of you is exactly as you described just you know so it it like it doesn't care that part of you doesn't care what that other person has to say because they're just so excited about taking on this new journey and working through this thing to build themselves yeah. up to a place that says you know what actually like i i'm worthy i deserve this if not me like mm. striving for this thing for myself no one else is going to do it and i want to do this thing and so what yeah. should actually be stopping me so i think that is you know a brilliant attitude to have it's something that's really difficult to arrive to because it demands you to be very um i suppose open with yourself and open to to feel the to to listen to the voice that says no you can't and be able to say back i can um so yeah, I think these are extremely yeah. important things, um, and it's not recognizing for anybody else, as you kind of pointed out, to say that oh no, you can. It's you for yourself saying yes, like I'm here. I've got my studio. I've got my tools, and the only thing right now present preventing me from doing the thing is myself. And if I don't know, I will ask for help. And someone, you know, because we are wonderful humans on the earth, yeah. will say yes, I can too. Um, yeah, that's a pretty yeah. sweet sentiment, actually. <laughs> um, so I think, yeah, like in yeah in in the process. Also, I think you also you you arrived at the moment of you kind of hosting the the, the exhibition, and you kind of pointed out moments along the way of um, what what were you know what kind of led up to that point of like this is where I found the song this is how I started seeing the visuals um and I think anybody who's interested in looking at those visuals and also seeing more a little bit more in depth about your your actual work can have a look at the Orms blogs because you did um, write extensively throughout the process um as you were processing <laughs> um so we can always just drop links yeah. for that in um underneath in the um kind of comments around this blog post um, I mean, podcast, lol. Um, and I think what I wanted to see is, mm. like, was there anything within the reception in that kind of performance moment? What was that? Because the opening was an event performance space in and of itself. You are, you know, um, beyond this, uh, a performer and dancer and, um, you know, stylist and the rest and the rest. But um, for hosting your kind of first opening, what was that? What was your kind of initial ideas around, you know, hosting your your first solo exhibition, I guess? And... You know what? What what surprised you on the evening, or what didn't surprise you, or just your kind of general reaction to that moment? When it comes to the performance, it's the one thing that I I would I was I was doing Buddha every day at 
Celsius, um, just just as preparation since the since I since I got into the residency, right? But that was just part of my wake up, you know, pray, do yoga, eat toffian, go to, then go to the studio. I went to the studio quite late. Yeah, Some days I would go, <laughs> I would do my whole thing and then go to the studio early and then do my butu there. Right. And so I hadn't really practiced the actual performance. I, I had just been getting fit, right? And, and, and training the language or training my, my body's ability to express that these, these feelings and none of them were ever the same. Every day was very particular to that day. Um, but what, what it was doing is that it was preparing me, was preparing me for that performance. Also, because I had never performed um, Buto here at home before. Mm-hmm. I, well, I, I did, I did in 2018, but it was a workshop and we were being taught, not yeah. necessarily it me as a performer. Piece, in a way. It was just like a workshop, you know. So it was, it was like a different, it was a different thing. And so when I was in Japan and every, every lesson that I had, and then the times when I'd have to perform for my teacher, I was also learning that, but I had done that more in Japan because we would, we would be in parks and we'd be by the ocean. It was like different sites, but it was all public sites. So there I learned how, how to perform and maybe not for an audience, but in front back. And I, did, I hadn't done it before. I, I was just still alone. I would go to the river and I'd go to all these different places, but it was like isolated spaces and there were not, not a lot of people. Maybe just a few friends, someone taking pictures and all of that, but not really like people. Mm. And so, but closer to the time, I remember I was, I was struggling and I remember having this conversation with Annelisa and she was bored. And I and added that I would be performing. After the sculpture was done, the images were shot and it was it was like the last thing. Cause then in in January I did my schedule was week one finish sculpture. Was week two do the images, I think. And then week three record the video piece. And then week four was just will I perform or will I not perform? And I just I knew I wanted to but I was scared. I was really scared. Yeah. And I and I was scared because I, I had never done it before. And and I was scared because I was like, oh, you know, like I was just stressed. I was just stressed. <laughs> and also I was I <laughs> I felt, I felt like I was doing a lot. That's yeah. also the thing. I was like, you're doing so much. You don't have to do this much, right? But then I, it wasn't, it, I think once I had finished all the, the production for everything and everything was now either in, you know, printing or being edited and all the different things that had nothing to do with me now, 
I I felt like as much as all of these different sculpture, photography, video, you know, all of this, as much as they were they they expressed, you know, me, I I felt like it was important for people to be ushered into my space by me and 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 then I had to perform because I was just like, like how would they enter into the space? I was just like trying to think about the logistics now, honestly. How how would I like and want people to enter into the space? What kind of feeling would I like to have them have before they view or before they, you know, whatever they see, how could I make it? How could I make it such that they understand the feeling of it, mm. you know, and and smell the smell of it? Because I was very, like, I'm very interested even now in smells and, mm. like, all the different senses, you know, that one can experience something because as much as imagery is strong, there's something about smelling something, there's something about hearing someone's voice quiver because they're so within the thing that they're doing that they almost are about to cry, but they're not. Like those little things are, I felt were important. And so, so I was like, I have to perform, you know. But then I also was honoring my fear. I was scared. So I needed, I needed pillars. I needed people that I could look to in moments when if I disconnect, if I could look to them, I'd reconnect with them. And so I asked my sister and my friend Tatenda to be, to walk with me. And I think for me, that was me covering my own bases and covering my myself and protecting myself with with kind people that have been holding it throughout the process. Mm-hmm. And it just felt, it felt appropriate to have them walk with me before I walk with everyone else, you yeah. know, because they felt like the things that, the people that anchored me and then everyone else can come. Um, so then, yeah, the performance was, the performance was, I mean, her, honestly, I don't remember what, what happened. I remember going outside and then I remember being inside and I remember my mother praying. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I can remember that feeling of being very much being in tune with the thing that you're doing. Yeah. And that was amazing for me. That was really amazing for me. And, and I, and I, and I, and I can remember small like mistakes, but I, I mean, when I think about it, I'm like, what are mistakes really? Like, mm. you know, there, there are times when I'll sing off tune and I'm like, I am not a singer. Yeah. <laughs> and I literally, when I watch the video, when I watch the video, I'm like, you're not a singer, sweetie. Yeah. You were trying to bring a feeling across. Yeah. You did the thing. I'm, I'm bumped off myself sometimes. <laughs> and so I, I just, you know, I, I, I watched it for, for me, for firstly, for, my first time I watched it and I said, and I said, you did well. I did well for my first time. And, and I was true to myself and my feelings and, and, and I was true to the intention of the exhibition. And all I really wanted to do 
was to usher people into a space that was sacred to me because it was personal and it was sacred to me because because I was opening myself up that I needed people to walk in understanding that this didn't come easy and that I am, you know, that my feelings are a particular way. Because I think had I not done the performance, people just walked in and it would have just been easy to just do the Instagram thing and just, Left. you know, come in and say, insta, insta. And leave, and which which I don't have a problem with, but that was my first, you know. Yeah. So for me, it was like, oh my god, like I need to make it, you know, memorable. Like prom night, hello, come on. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's also, you know, I think it it leans back into that thing that you talked about before, where you, when you entered into the room and the studio space, you had this moment of welcoming and ushering yourself in via doing a um, a ceremonial kind of hello. Um, and then, yeah. you know, this moment, it, it kind of sets the, t- the tone for, you know, your, your, your guests into the space to be ushered in in the same way where yeah. you become now this, this person inviting them to experience and walk through the processing that you went. And I think that picks up something quite nicely about what you said around the aspect of smell where, you know, that became one of the very first ways of you to kind of, uh, claim space within that environment that you kind of well made it made it your own environment by introducing that sense of smell and familiarity because it's a smell that is familiar to you it's familiar to um, a practice and so you know it it reminds people that you know when they smell that within the space within this context it's you're there Mm. Um, and you know um, kind of slowing people down and breaking their their kind of routine of kind of walking into an exhibition, doing the swipe of the eye and, you know, clicks of um, cameras to just get in and out. You know, it slows people down and saying, like, listen, mm. like, you're entering into a space that I have cried over, that I've been hurt by, that I've been, um, mm. you know, that I've grappled with and I've processed into these kind of totems of, of what I've been through here. They become like little archive moments. Um, of a thing that you've yeah. worked through or are still work, working through in terms of trying to refine your answers and the rest. But, you know, it, it just makes people mm. have that moment of pause and slow down to say, listen, the space and this ground that you're working on, you know, is is a space that I hold dear and you need to come in with a, a level of respect. Um, and then from yeah. that point, people can decide yeah. what to do with it. But it's your way of opening up that what, negotiation yeah. to begin with, I think. yeah. Set that tone for your house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Set the tone for your house. Yeah. No, but that was that was Yeah, it really was. And also just like then having my mother pray and like really open the space. Because that's what we do at home, you know. Mm. That that's how my life has been shaped, you know, through series of prayers you know and so to have my mom in the space to you know be in the space opening because I I remember I I know I was supposed to say something at the end of the performance but I could I really could not speak I my I was just like I can't speak there's nothing for me to say really if I'm honest and then I just was like oh my god this is a bit like my mom should just pray and it should be done from yes. there. 
And when my mom prayed, I was just like, okay, it is, it is well with me and it's well. And, and that's it. And I'm, I'm good now. For me, it felt like the best way to end the performance. And then because, because for, for what it was is that if you, and if you allow people into your space, right, into your heart and whatever, um, and then you have such a, oh, like, you know, such a prominent feature in, you know, my space, even in my heart, which is my mother, to welcome everyone. For me, it spoke, it spoke not only just about her, mm-hmm. it spoke of generational conversation. It spoke about conversation between me, my mom, my mom's mom, mom you know, my ancestry, my people. You know, yeah. that I could open and lead people into my space, but she could put the full stop and put the final, you know, the final, final, the end, you know, <laughs> when, when she, yeah, I don't know how to describe it, but, but I knew that it was important and it wasn't something that was planned. I yeah. just felt like, she should do it. And then afterwards, when 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 she was done and I had gone, I was like, oh my God, that was so important for me. And I, and I mean, for me, because I, I veered off the tracks and I did art and I veered off the tracks and I, you know, pursued the things that I wanted to do. To have my mother in that space, legitimizing me and welcoming people into my space yeah. was lit. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a, yeah, it was, yeah. It's like a form of, I don't know, it's not that you were necessarily, like, one doesn't do these things to have, like, necessarily to be legitimized or to be accepted, but I think it is a beautiful moment where you recognize that moment of acceptance and someone respecting what you do and, and, and also by participating in your process, becoming complicit in what you do it becomes a really important gesture to, to show for yourself yeah. that you've got, yeah. you know, b- beyond your own support from yourself that you've had to establish and grapple with and grow through. You also now have your mother, you know, someone that you also deeply respect, giving you the kind of tip of the hat saying, you know, I, I see you, I see you, yeah. I see what you yeah. do and uh, I, I want to be a part of that thing. And that, that, that in and of itself is really for me, what the process it's all about. It's someone wanting to share in the conversation that you have created a platform to speak from. Um, And I think that's absolutely beautiful. I'm Mm. so happy that you managed to get that kind of thing from the space. Yeah. I, I I was really grateful for for it as well. And also because what it, what it meant is that the, the conversations that I was having with myself, she could also engage with, you know, now I could really speak to her, even, you know, in conversation, but also through my work, you know, she was open to that. And that was amazing. Mm. And I think, like, I'm a family-based girl. Yeah. And so my family is, um, my family, not necessarily approval, but my, 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 my family is important to me. Yes. And so that, that brought a lot of things home for me. But yeah, that was like, that was how the performance came to be and what the performance meant. I'm laughing because I speak so much. <laughs> My God. No, but it's fine. But, I'm here um, for it. I'm yeah. also I'm also a fan of the, the, the talk and the but I think it's it's important things that needs to be said because I think a lot of people need to hear this. 
you know, th- these answers aren't quick fix things. This process isn't a quick fix thing. The emotions that it drives, the the things that yeah. you move through isn't a quick thing. And this all came about in a very intensive space. Um, and, you know, the, the thing that you mentioned as well about, you know, the yeah. fact that this started on X date and ended, you know, on, you know, had a barrier on the other side of like, this is your time to, to work through this thing was good because it, it makes you and forces you to, you know, produce and and to you know start mm. like setting markers for yourself of like okay I've 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 worked through this thing that thing the other thing and it forces you to call for help because otherwise you will actually try to take it all on by yourself if you're given quite a lot of time to do it you know yeah. you'll try and learn yeah. how to do 1, this thing that you're really not yeah. equipped to do and and you know I think it, it forces you to mm. allow yourself to connect with people to to be open to you know you know also like it's not just about people trusting you it's you kind of letting tr- you yourself trust other people to translate you what you're doing you yeah. came became yeah. the director of your your vision for your final yeah. images that you've created alongside the sculpture and it took a lot of trust in the people around you to say mm. can you please help me describe Definitely. this thing you know yeah and so that that also takes a lot mm. um to to move through before we continue unpacking this topic we would like to give a big thank you to Orms, without whom this wonderful podcast would not be possible. Orms is a cornerstone of the creative community in South Africa, offering industry-leading support, the latest gear, and world-class display options to photographers, artists, and visual creators, both locally and internationally. As always, you can find out everything you need to know by visiting ormsdirect.co.za. The link can also be found in the show notes for this episode. Now let's get back to the discussion. I think, um, yeah, we've we've definitely covered a lot um, within this uh, kind of conversation session, and I'm just um, wanting to get from your side. What what advice do you yeah. think you'd give to someone? Uh, well, first, I suppose considering to apply for this thing, you know, what what was the most what is the most challenging thing that you had to deal with that you think that somebody else should know about coming into this space? We've kind of already covered a lot of points, but I think if you want to put a pressure point on anything that you think is important that someone really considers before they they move through this? I think the, the most challenging thing during that time was, was having to finance most of my pre-prod, right? Yeah. As having to finance the sculpture, having to finance the the you know, smoke machine, da, 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 all the things, right? Mm. It it was it was all that. It was it was having to finance, you know, traveling back and forth from my place to to the studio, and you know, and and also and and also knowing that you can't work on other things during that time. Yeah. Um. So I I I started off financially able but then as time went by as the you know resin you know hardened too slowly and I had to get other ones or you know or the the first plaster thing didn't work out there were so many different things that had so many costs and you know doing this thing and then having to you know continue the next day but still have to bring catering because what I what I also wanted 
to do with that if people are giving of their time and in their space and on and their and you know and their hands and all mm. of that the least I could do if I can't pay them because finances were hard I would and you know drinks and all of that so that people at least would be at work you know yeah, felt cared for but I I also learned to be yes yes everything was cal- calculated there was nothing that was you know everything was coming from me mm. um at some point I had to get like creative so I wrote schoolies and we did mood vouchers which was OG you know I love that <laughs> and then there was now time when if there would be a production I'd get food from Woolies and all of that and I'd still eating fast food but <laughs> everything else was still on me you know I was still paying for transport paying for this paying for that you know and and all of these these, these um, costs were adding up yes and and, and as the cost adds, you know, added up at stress like I can't lie low and I was there were times when I'd be so stressed I couldn't sleep mm. because I'd be like, because I knew I it had to be done. But at the same time, my parents were because they didn't understand, yeah. right? And so I I could not call home as much as I called my sisters and they'd help me out with like you know five hundred rand all of that. But they were still also just like, yo, sis, you can't ask for so much money, Jay, yes. you know, and so. I had to be resourceful. I had, you know, and I mean, whoa, like things also came together. Things came together with the cost. Oh, God came alive for the girl because then there'd be times I'm flat broke, there's nothing. And then I do my taxes and I get cash money. <laughs> <laughs> and then the next day I'm off it again. <laughs> you know, there was always like, that's what I'm like. What I'm saying about this journey is that it was, it was so hectic and, and, it was intense because one minute I'm stressed out and the next minute breakthrough and the next minute I'm like, oh my God, like a roller coaster of emotions. Mm-hmm. But what, what I can say is that I was being stretched yes. consistently. I was stretched. So my, honestly, like my, my hardest, hardest thing was finance yeah. because it was. I mean, it did not hinder me from doing the things that I that I did, but everything had to be extra, like considered. Every yes, true. single thing had to be calculated. Um, it taught me a lot, but I also think that, like, had I not had, you know, had I not could have, I could have. I I feel like a lot of energy was wasted stressing about money yeah true and i could have used yeah i could have used a lot of my energy for other things true and for for my work rather than thinking about finances um and let me i, I think about some something else that was hard i mean i don't i really like honestly the time that i was given because it was longer than i ever been given the time was fine for me. Yeah. I was okay with time. I I was also like, I was really grateful for, you know, people like Annalisa, Gemma, who would come in slightly 
with the most gentleness remind me of my deadline. Yeah. Because the girly, as much as I try to stay on top of things, I would get so overwhelmed mm. that they'd be like, Yanela, you have to submit this. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, I'll do it. And then two days later, I still haven't done it. And I'm looking at them like, hey, I know you still want my bio, but I don't have it. You know, <laughs> things like that. And I, and I, and I like, you know, um, a lot of how I was assisted in the program by the people who had taken on, you know, mentor roles and, you know, because I, I felt as, as much as it wasn't as structured as I, as I, I don't know. I thought about, I'm now veering off and I'm like going on a tangent, but bear with me. Right. I thought about, I thought about structure. Right. And I thought about the need for structure. As my, I needed structure, but at the same time, I also enjoyed not having structure. Yeah. So, do you know what I'm saying? Because no, I, the, the I felt, I feel like some, yeah, because I feel like sometimes I needed structure and I needed a push, and sometimes I needed to be like, to be like left alone. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing that I can't necessarily put down as a hardship or you know, anything because I, because I, it was changing depending on the time, depending on, you know, what was required and what yeah. I needed. It was always changing. Mm. But honestly, going back, the hardest thing was finance. The mm. hardest thing was having to balance everything and having to carry such a huge load because it was a load. And also because I was, I was sure I wanted a sculpture and I was <laughs> sure I wanted certain things yes. and I did not want to compromise on them. Yeah. And because I was like, for me, it was just like, a, if this is my opportunity to introduce myself, I need to introduce myself right. fully, yeah. fully, not within limitations what I'm trying to explore being limited I can't do that you know I need to stretch the bounds of my limits and then and I mean even like Lauren even the money thing was within my process because the way I stretched that cash money (laughs) that cash money I took a 500 rand took 500 rand made pots with 500 rand we have images that for me I'm like even though it was tough I stretched that limit, yeah. you know, and, and, and those things, they become part of my process as much as I don't like them. I didn't want them, but you know, it is what it is. And it is, it was, you know, it was what was happening at the time. But I mean, with all that said, I still think that like, had I not had to worry about certain things, I would have been, be able to create more freely, I guess. I think what you said is important for, you know, the, so in terms of, I think one thing to recognize like uh, from the get-go is that this is an intensive program and it is something that Mm. demands a lot of you, uh, you know, regardless of the the time commitment, I guess it also demands um, a level of, um, I suppose, commitment uh, to kind of producing something. 
um, and a commitment to the process and a commitment to to the work that is needed that is both on a um, a physical level on a emotional level on a you know xyz whatever <laughs> dot 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 ellipsis continued level yeah um and I think something to recognize as well is that you are supported through that moment, but a lot of it is also stuff that you have to grapple with on your own because only you can find specific answers yeah. through doing the process and the work. Then um, I think another thing that you pointed out was um, practicing under limitations. Um, I'm going to get to the funding specific aspect mm. in a minute, but I think whatever project you're working with, however much funding that you receive or don't receive, you are going to be working with a number of limitations that is, um, you know, what what do you now have access to that you didn't before? What can you do with those resources? And how can you really utilize those things? How, when somebody gives you yeah. a contact number or an email address or introduces you to XYZ person, do you actually follow up on those things? Do you actually, you know, push that and, and kind of take those resources on? Like, um, how like what questions are you asking throughout the program that is not necessarily things that were detailed in that but you know things that you're just curious with for yourself um, I think these are all important things that you can already start like grappling with before you even kind of apply for the program in and of itself it's important to know those kinds of questions and things for yourself like what would I need to establish this thing when I get it what will I do with it and what do I have now that I can start making things with you know I think the most beautiful thing yeah. about image making right now and going forward is that technology is an amazing thing and you know you can do a lot with very little you know self-publishing via social media networks via online resources is in a very amazingly um accessible tool as as far as possible it is there are ways to get access to the internet if it's not something that you have readily by yourself you know if you know public libraries or such and such open again but um I think the last, well, the, the very most important thing that is a massive challenge and a massive challenge for a lot of um, institutions and programs and mentorships and residencies is this massive thing of funding. Um, and, you know, yeah. and in programs also, it's something that I've also struggled with for the Orms Cape Town School of Photography scholarship program where, you know, there there is an amount mm. of money that gets put forward for the program, but inevitably that amount of money doesn't always cover everything. Um, and so when it comes to this artist-in-residency, I know that the moment of you needing to use from your own funding, um, your personal kind of um, funding to kind of push your project forward was a, a massive ask. Um, and so, you know, we really did have that moment of sitting down with you towards the end of your program and kind of looking at, you know, what were these pressure points for you and what can we improve? And we've taken that forward definitely into this year um, and continued and will continue running through that kind of process of checking in with artists as they're moving along to see what is it that can make the process easier so that uh, going forward into the next cohort like, uh, or the next program run that we make sure that that person is well supported. And I think the other thing is that knowing that, you know, your your program term for being part of the Orms Circle Mentorship Program hasn't ended. Uh, you are a kind of yeah. lifetime <laughs> uh, circle member in that way. And <laughs> like each year, that's something really I'm beautiful about the program is that... In for life. Yeah, unfortunately, you're in for life, my friend. <laughs> uh, and I think that's something that's really beautiful because, you know, the things that we're implementing now into yeah, this program, so. you're not going to miss out on yeah. it. You know, you're you're going to be enriched with um, through mm. conversations. You're going to be able to, uh, um, you know, contribute to the conversation and help the, the next artist you know when they're in this very similar space to you say like 
I know that you're feeling this right yeah. now. This is how I handled it. It might be useful for you as a as a tool and a practice to push forward. So, um, yeah, I mean, I personally have also gone through a couple of these kinds of things. And so, you know, I'll, I'll also be around in there to, to help this person out, whoever they may be, <laughs> to move through that. So also this year to kind of extend on both the kind of network of, of people that um, the artist um, and the circle kind of has access to, as well as helping out with the funding aspects of things. We've partnered with um, both the Orms Cape Town School of Photography and Market Photo Workshop up in Johannesburg. Um, and the wonderful Lechato is our kind of main contact person on that side in um, at the Market Photo Workshop, and I'm the representative from Orms Cape Town School of Photography. And... Um, through this collaboration, we have managed to get um, funding uh, for uh, kind of the living expenses and transport and accommodation type things and it, some extra materials costs that will really help to offset some of these costs that came off your kind of very personal account in that run. Um, so hopefully in the, you know, going forward into the program, that should not be something that hinders the process of the um, artist to come through this program. And, um, yeah. you know, the, the more support that we are able to collect over, you know, the upcoming years through this program, it's going to be a really amazing thing. Um, and also for this year, through the collaboration with the Market Photo Workshop, they run very um, amazing photography programs and um, also host a incubator program, which is also a um, mentorship program that assists with um, kind of, you know, artists or photographers who are wanting to further their professional practice uh, practices um, will go through a program for six months that will uh, uh, kind of help through consultations with people within the industry to um, better establish their professional business practices. Um, and um, OMS and OMS Cape Town School of Photography will also be kind of assisting on that program through the partnership. So um, it's going to be a really, really amazing opportunity for uh, this year and going forwards um, for the OMS uh, Circle Mentorship Program, whereby this person, not just through the eight weeks of the program where they will be producing work and, and moving through a similar process to what we've been through, they will also have the opportunity to carry their kind of moment forward in the support through the incubator program. So you, we're extremely excited about um, going forward with this project and we're so, so excited to have you on board um, as one of the mentors um, going forward into the pro the future of the program. Um, and I think it really is going to become a, a really, really amazing um, space for, I suppose, the, the, the support and the very necessary support for um artists and um, especially for this project type run for women identifying artists um, in, yeah. in South Africa because it's something that is extremely sorely needed um, in order to have some you know diversity in all its terms <laughs> in the, the South African yeah. industry and also something that's you know for the continent and globally you know you you see very specific kinds of faces when you google professional photographers and it's it's going to be really beautiful to contribute to diversifying that. Um, so yeah, yeah, very exciting. It's going to be very future. beautiful to also be a part of, you know. Yeah, we're growing that thing. <laughs> growing that, yeah, yeah. It's really. You're already. I'm a also part of really excited. I can't lie. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely am. Um, but I think I think the the, the I don't know like. As you're speaking, I'm just thinking about 
you know, how important it is to, you know, I mean, I, I, I think just from my past experiences, I can, I would be able to speak to what it felt like and what it feels like to be part of a program like this. But it's also just like in general, like what it will mean to work with another artist and help them, mm. help them get something that I got as well. I think it's very important. I think just the whole team working together to help someone out is the key. I really just, I'm very excited for the prospect of what this will look like in a few years' time. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm very interested in the types of, in the, the type of artists also that will come from the project yes. and the, the program because I think every year it will be surprising and even from just this conversation and how from last year the program has like completely, sure. you know, improved. Yeah. And especially for a part, you know, in the aspect that was very heavy for me to improve in things. And, and I mean, obviously these are things we are growing something. The, the yeah. program is growing every single year, you know, every single resident will have their own critiques and their own, ways of how could this have been better yes. but what is beautiful is just the attempts of making it better yeah. and um yeah I because mean, then it, it it makes moving forward very exciting no 100 percent. very exciting and i think it also it yeah it falls very in line with what it what it is to be that practicing artist moment where you know we spoke about it already where it's you know, as much as the artist mm. is going through a process, this program is also a new thing that, um, you know, Orms has taken on as um, an endeavor. And so, you know, this thing will only become greater um, as it snowballs into something completely amazing. And I think already in its position right now, it's already an amazing program and we can only strive to further nurture the space to further kind of... Um, yeah. enrich the soil of it and you know really help it to grow into something to become a really beautiful uh community space a really beautiful um network space yeah um for and a, a generally just then a platform for people to pivot themselves off from um and and learn and grow from and something that you know we're, we're going to be having more of these conversations and hopefully uh people throughout the program um in our bigger orms community will be able to kind of listen and to also gain insights that are not just within an enclosed circle, but something that opens up to the larger Orms community network. So uh, we really are excited yeah, to really carry really. these conversations forward, to really open up um, the channels of communication and make resources shared. Because mm. I think that's a massive thing that, you know, lots of institutions are very proud of hoarding information. Yeah, and I, yeah. I, I think it's right about time when we start opening that up and allowing many more voices to be heard, many more um, you exactly. know, opportunities for people to apply to, and something that becomes a much more inclusive mm. space for people to to excel in. I think, um, and to see that, yeah. you know, all these kinds of things are possible that like they removing. can hold space. Yeah. yeah, and just and just also removing such a culture, but also removing like these prerequisites yeah. for entry. You know, because I. For instance, I I don't have a, a degree in fine art. Mm. And I think such programs are important because people like me can also 
you know, get into space that they want to be a part of, you know. Yes. And I think that's very, 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 very exciting yes. because I I'm pretty sure there are a lot of brilliant people who don't have degrees, you know, and they should also just have like space and, you know, all of that to, to, to actualize ideas. And yeah, I think this is, this, this, this program opens itself up to, to such a beautiful you know, it could be such a beautiful thing, and it is, and it, it is a beautiful it's working thing. Working towards being such a yeah, <laughs> we mm, are, we're, we're in know. it. It's here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why I was like, it is. I mean, <laughs> um, you know, but yeah, like I'm just, I'm. It's a good thing. Yeah, and it's an exciting one. I know, and yeah. I'm, I'm, I've lost my words, but I'm very excited. Yeah, I think sometimes all <laughs> we need to excited. say is just, you know, have a breathe out and say, ah, this is so exciting and we can't yeah, wait to see yeah. what applications come yeah. in and we can't wait to work with somebody and we can't wait to, you know, to really see where this whole thing goes. Um, so I think, yeah, yeah. For, for anybody that's interested, I think a note from my side, just having gone through these kinds of programs and having stared at applications and wondering if, I can apply, you know, is this for me? Mm. Apply and see. You lose mm. nothing by sending in an application. You know, somebody, yeah. you know, a panel of people are going to look at it. It's, you know, it's, it's a very small panel. It's, um, you know, a group of people seeing the work. And, you know, even if you don't get it in the one year, apply again, get it in the next. The fact is, is that there is only one yeah. position available for this thing. And, you know, there is an amazing amount of really... In, talented people out there but that shouldn't be a blockade for you to not apply that should be you betting on yourself and saying yes i deserve this thing this platform is for me i want Mm. to apply i can do this and send it in take the bet on yourself make that first move because that by only like by applying you are at least in the race you know um yeah yeah i think that's the best take the bet on yourself so i think um you know yeah shoot your shot Exactly. Shoot your shot and see, bro. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think on that note, uh, yeah. I just want to say thank you so much, Yonela, for um, you know taking the time to also just give so much of yourself in this conversation and to share you know quite a personal process, really. Um, uh, I think it's going to help a lot of people in their decision making and their thinking around what it means to enter into residency space. Um, and a mentorship program mm-hmm. space because, you know, it, it you know part of it sure is around you entering into um, a, a place with resources and kind of looking at yourself and for yourself saying like yes I'm an artist, but then you need to work mm. um, and produce and yeah. all those things and so yeah I think uh, there's a lot around these kinds of programs that can get quite glamorized and I think you've described quite well how it is more than that. Um, and so, you know, this really yeah. is a challenge more than anything for, you know, you will apply for this thing and you will be challenged and we hope that you are ready because we are. <laughs> mm, we are definitely ready. We are definitely ready. Thank you so much, Lauren, for having me. It was a great conversation. We did a lot during the COVID lockdown. I'm proud of us. Still doing the most. I'm proud. But yes. Listen, 
Yeah. <laughs> me, I'm proud. <laughs> Even me, I'm proud. A pat on the back. I'm literally going to pop down a lockdown bottle of champagne that I've been storing since the year dot. I'm so I'm happy I finally stored it. Um, I bought myself a baby little you're the, cake. You're the only answer. <laughs> I'm having a young celebration this evening well, just else, to say well, congrats for what we've done. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what? Have two for me because I'm going to have tea and that's it for the girl. Oh, There's yeah. nothing else here. Yeah. Oh, we'll organize <laughs> you know, something. You know, close the gate. <laughs> <laughs> we'll brew some pineapple stuff. Pineapple brew. That people oh, are no. Listen, about. I've seen the news. <laughs> that shit is dangerous. <laughs> yeah, dude, exploding bottles. Nah, it's not worth it. It's fine. I'll stick to tea. Tea is a good sorry. one. I life. like my life <laughs> and I like being alive. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, pineapple beer. Nah, fam. We need to come up with a different safer. No. No, yeah. no, 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 no. Yeah. Again, thank you so much. Thank you so much. I'm going to sign you. off. It is time to go and breathe. Just soak it in too. Okay, yeah, I'm going to go eat now. Yes, go feed yourself. Go live your life. Have a blessed, fun, beautiful rest of your weekend and a happy woman's life. Thank you. You <laughs> too. Enjoy it. I shall. Okay. Long bath, double bath. Bass. Music, Ooh. do the thing. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Bubble bath. <laughs> okay, friend. Yes, you, you know the reference. Jesus. Okay, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> this is the worst title. Okay, I I'm know. going. <laughs> okay, even me. Okay, cheers. Bye. <laughs>